0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlocked big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book, Late Bloomers, The Power of Patience in a World Obsessed with Early Achievement. This book proposes that being an early bloomer isn't the only pathway to success. Reaching success in later stages of life may yield even greater benefits. If life is a race, the most appropriate analogy for it would be a marathon. Life is a long track, and our success on this track depends on a combination of perseverance, patience, and self confidence over a sustained period of time. Unfortunately, most people instead regard it as a 100 meter sprint, and almost everyone wants their children to get a head start over their peers. In this enthusiastic pursuit of early achievement, if your child didn't get straight A's, a full score on their SATs, Entry into a top 10 ranked university, a lucrative position in Wall Street, their first pot of gold at 22, their first billion dollars at 30, or be donned on the cover of Forbes magazine, then your child has failed at life and would be brushed aside according to this early bloomer mindset. As for those late bloomers who are progressing slowly but steadily on the marathon track, few people and publications pay attention to them. They go unnoticed by society at large. The book's author, Rich Karlgaard, the publisher of Forbes magazine, whose job is to rank a variety of young talents, has long been accustomed to this social atmosphere. He believes that parents, schools, employers, the media, and the general public are all obsessed with the pursuit of young talent, and we are all conspirators in constructing this oppressive dynamic. This book attempts to alter our perceptions of success by pointing out the truth it obscures being an early bloomer does not fit the patterns of human nature and being a late bloomer is a reliable path to success for most of us. Everyone has the potential to be the next dark horse in the race. Next, we will elaborate the main contents of this book in three parts. Part 1. Early Bloomer as a Harmful Social Consensus Part 2. Late Bloomer and the Patterns of Human Growth Part 3. How to Catch Up from Behind Part 1. Early Bloomer as a Harmful Social Consensus Look around your life, how many things are related to the phrase early bloomer. In the media, young elites are the never-ending theme of magazines and various TV programs, and Karlgaard's own work is also related to this topic. Forbes selects the top entrepreneurs of the Forbes under 30 list every year, and Time magazine also has a list of talented young people such as the best 30 under 30. In society, two assessment tools have been the litmus test for early success in life, the IQ test, and the SAT exam. In the United States, the author points out that almost everyone has taken some version of the IQ test at least once in their lives. As for the SAT, the performance on this entrance exam determines which college children can enroll themselves for. The highest grade for each of the three SAT sections is 800, and it's generally accepted that the higher the score, the more likely it is for a person to succeed. Many people who achieved full scores on their SAT later became the founders of Unicorn, which seems to provide evidence for this idea. For example, Amazon founder Jeffrey Bezos, Microsoft founder Bill Gates, Apple co founder Stephen Gary Wozniak, and Facebook founder Mark Elliott Zuckerberg all scored 800 on their SAT mathematics and English tests. Their success stories encourage parents to try as hard as possible to cultivate their children to be an early bloomer. The book's author stresses that although there is nothing wrong with praising early achievement and encouraging teenagers to strive for success, he opposes a social atmosphere that's been dubbed the early bloomers' obsession. This kind of mentality regards precocity as an advantage, and failing to stand out in adolescence becomes a sign of being unremarkable for the rest of one's life. Even if you become a late bloomer, you are only making up for your earlier inadequacy and earning yourself a consolation prize in life. Karlgaard notes that in the past, if you encountered any hurdles in high school or college, you could catch up through pathways, such as joining the military, where people can excel through hard work and dedication in a different field. But in today's society, it forms a tacit cognitive tyranny, believing that there is only one way to success, getting good grades and being accepted to a good university, which ironically blocks many alternative paths to success and achievement. Although the original intention of various tests, such as the IQ test and SAT, was not to encourage the public to evaluate one's future based on a single test result, these tests eventually developed into unwitting accomplices of such a phenomenon. However, academic achievement does not necessarily predict one's future achievements. Silicon Valley giants such as Google, which used to be keen on evaluating candidates by their SAT scores, has found that high SAT scores and prestigious school degrees are insufficient indicators in predicting an employee's professional success. Following the founder's suit, the employees Google chose in its first two years were SAT whizzes who had strong analytical skills, but often lacked other equally important skills, such as artistic sensibility and common sense. This lack of representation in other skill sets led Google to make costly mistakes in its homepage design. The fanatical pursuit of early bloomers is undoubtedly harmful. First of all, facing such social recognition, children are burdened with a vast amount of pressure. Even if some become overachievers in their adolescence, they cannot live a life of complacency. Many of them buckle under this kind of pressure after a while, and some even will contemplate extreme thoughts and behaviors. In the 2014-2015 academic year alone, three students at Henry M. Gunn High School near Stanford University committed suicide, a decision which stemmed from pressure from their early achievements. Another 42 students required treatment and counseling because of suicidal thoughts. Most experts believe that society's high expectations of teenagers along with a more linear means of assessment, make students more vulnerable than ever before. This is the distress experienced by young achievers. On the other hand, many young non-achievers, even if they do not take extreme measures such as suicide, will face indirect pressure from teachers, students, and parents because they fall behind in this cutthroat competition. They will gradually feel disappointment in themselves and drop out altogether, giving up any chances to explore their potential. The emphasis on early bloomers not only places unnecessary burdens on children, but also on adults in the workplace. Many companies continuously replace old employees with new ones, And the resumes of older applicants are often thrown into the trash at the earliest convenience. Employers presume that the work efficiency and physical fitness of the elderly cannot be compared to that of their younger peers, the older applicants' ideas and habits have become ossified, and they are unable to keep up with the youngsters' pace. A 2016 survey done by the American Association of Retired Persons found that 92% of respondents over the age of 45 Believe that there is substantial age discrimination in the workplace. Among the most successful companies in Silicon Valley, mid level employees were no more than 32 years old on average. What's more, a plastic surgeon in San Francisco received a 26 year old male patient from Silicon Valley who worried that his employer would fire him because he looked older than his age suggested, as he went bald at an early age. He wanted to nip his potential professional crisis in the bud by getting a hair transplant. So, how did this harmful social consensus form in the first place? Karlgaard believes that it stems from a combination of several different trends. First of all, the atmosphere of meritocracy has induced us to worship test scores and university rankings. From around the middle of the 20th century onwards, meritocracy replaced aristocracy. Gradually, a person's social status was determined not just by their bloodline, but also by their level of education which has become a more modern form of wealth. Under the influence of this trend, the SATs and ACTs have become the indicators emphasized by many people. People may believe it to be too late for them to pursue higher education, but it's never too late for their children. As such, they constantly push their children to study harder and gain a head start in life, to become a successful early bloomer and enter the exclusive club of new elites in the future. Education and training institutions noticed this trend and decided to cash in on it. The exam preparation industry in the United States alone has reached over $1 billion, with 115,000 individuals making a living from it. If you are affluent enough, you can hire an extracurricular private tutor for your children or sign them up for one-to-one online tutoring courses, which can easily add up to thousands of dollars per year. Still, parents and educational institutions are more than willing to contribute to the arms race for the college entrance examination. Social media platforms also fan these flames. Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg, who scored 800 on two SAT tests, founded Facebook at the age of 22, becoming the archetype for early bloomers. Zuckerberg himself is an advocate of early achievement, he argues that young minds are more mentally agile and suggests that they must become successful at an earlier stage in life. Apart from the regular anxiety that social media creates, he has compounded it with the mindset that you must seize the opportunity for success as soon as possible, or you'll never get another chance in the future. This concludes the first part of our bookie. In this section, we learned how the pursuit of early bloomers is a wrong and harmful social consensus. It simplistically correlates a person's success to their performance in childhood, places boatloads of pressure on children, and gives adults in the workplace ongoing anxiety, all because society excessively advocates becoming an early bloomer. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.